On today's Into Your Head number 682, Milk vs Orange according to Stanley Kubrick, Furniture Delivery Logistics, uh, How Giraffes Get Served in Bars, Pilot Episodes, Apostles vs Disciples, Dragon's Den vs Shark Attack, and Christ Knows What Else More. a lot to get on with today items that need to be attended to issues that need to be addressed topics oh topics we've got lots and lots of topics we're positively booming to the seams with topics we've got topics coming out of uh, topics coming out of this mouth this mouth will oh this mouth will hole uh, it's nothing but a hole it's a space between the top of my oh i suppose the top of my mouth and the bottom of my mouth my mouth itself is nothing it's a vacuum it might as well be that space where your man in apollo 19 Oh, it's a 2001 and Apollo 19 space landing. Uh, she's not even really fictional. They're showing floating out into space. And your man, the computer, still in charge of the spaceship. And he goes, this is from the same fella who wrote about the clockwork oranges. He says, one of these days, uh, oh, what did he say? Young teenagers are going to be all on drugs are going mad. And we're going to say to them now, you can either be locked up or you can taste our untested clockwork oranges and we'll make you have a sup of some of these oh, where we will turn it into a smoothie or something so you can drink it I tell you it'll be a lot nicer than that drink milk that you drink and they'll be easily convinced and next, next we'll, and then we'll have them for life we'll have them drugged up and ready to do whatever society wants them to, to do which is exactly what young people are for the whole purpose of young people in this society is to breed mini versions of ourselves except better uh, that's why we say oh uh, people are made in the people are built in the likeness of God uh, well they can't be they can't be built in the oh what's this say reminder lunch this Friday tuna nap Joanne uh, that means to say that uh, I think what that means uh, is to remind me that the tuna napolitana that I'm making today uh, is in parse to serve as uh, my wife's packed lunch for Chew's school tomorrow uh, as per her wishes uh, which is fine by me it's fine by me saves me making any additional choices all I have to do is to remember that I remember that uh, which I'm already doing with quite some success because apparently I set a reminder to myself uh, I didn't know I was going to be in the middle of talking to you people on the internet when I set that reminder for this time uh, but nonetheless no I think it'll be fine because I've already left out a tin of tuna and a lunchbox to remind me uh, down in the kitchen so when I went down to cook this for today I think I'll be sufficiently reminded of all the plans that I made in the past and what more could you anyway where were I oh yes the clock <coughs> the clockwork orange 
Uh, when I was a child, uh, one of my favourite foods in the entire world was the humble orange. Uh, not your weird little mandarin oranges that you can tear apart with one fingernail into neat little shapes. Uh, no, no, I wanted a proper big orange where you bite into the skin and you spend three hours peeling off the skin and then you spend another three hours, if you're a bit of a puss, peeling off the white stuff underneath. I used to just eat the white stuff underneath I'd pick off a couple of bits of it maybe uh, just for appearances but no I'd eat pretty much the whole inner, inner skin of the orange and I'd eat the orange to death until it was dead and gone and uh, one thing I couldn't stand though and that was blood or blood oranges are for scum if you're eating blood oranges or using them in cooking as far as I'm concerned you're banned from listening to my podcast for, for now oh, from now until eternity or until the next podcast I suppose and uh, there's been a few less podcasts than I would have liked these last couple of weeks uh, sorry about that I've been otherwise engaged I still am, I'm squeezing this one in here now I'm squeezing a podcast in here if I can, I don't know whether it'll fit, will this fit remains to be seen, will this fit, that's the problem furniture deliverers, deliverers have every day, they go up to someone's door and say hello we have a bed here to deliver to you do you think it'll fit up the stairs and they don't want to be rude but they know that the person who answers the door answers the door is no expert on furniture moving uh, but they'll want to be positive and they'll say be helpful as they'll say oh no you have no problem getting that getting that bed up the stairs I guarantee you and then the man will go out and consult with his cohorts and they'll say uh, we'll bring it round the back we'll go round the back to the back row uh, if it means going to the next town to cross the river over there and then approaching it from across the field at the back of the house uh, it'll add an extra 10 balls to our journey but at least we won't smash their stairs to bits with it uh, just because they tried to be helpful and uh, oh no we'll do that that's what they usually do they end up approaching approaching the house from the back uh, like in one of those war scenes you'd see in the likes of uh, one of those Monty Python films you see Oh, you see an army approaching from miles away over a hill. Uh, well, in this case, you see three men approaching with a, a semi-assembled bed in a flat pack coming over a hill. And then they'll get to your back gate and they'll say, Will this fit through your back gate? And of course, no one will answer because they're still standing at the front door wondering where you go. And they'll say, Those fuckers are probably got off on a tea break already. Because uh, that's what they do. People are always going on tea breaks. Uh, they've never heard of bottled ready to drink energy drink, uh, such as this one here. Dart stimulation drink from my local garage. Uh, not the small one on the corner, the second one down. Uh, which, if you don't mind me saying so, is going to hell lately. Uh, well, they've modernised it. They've over-modernised it. Uh, it's turned into one of those crappy, crippy, crappy so-called convenience stores with convenience store prices. Uh, no specials. Uh, not to worry. Not to worry. Uh, where were we? Anyway, hello. 
and welcome to the show. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there, and don't worry, I'm inclined to agree with you. Today's programme has got off to rather a low-key start. We're talking about, oh, what reminders I have to leave to myself regarding uh, my duties as a domestic house husband. Uh, well, that not, maybe may not be important to you, but it's important to the show. If I don't perform... Oh, if I don't perform my house husbandly duties on a reliable and satisfactory basis, uh, then I don't get to spend the rest of my time doing this for you. Uh, it's a, uh, oh, what do you call it? It's horses for pier. What's, what's the phrase? Pierces for... Ah, apples for oranges. Ah, you know what I mean. It's a, it's a trade-off. I get to do this as long as I do my house husband be properly and make myself useful in this, uh, in this society. I can't just come along and say, oh, I go to spend my whole day making podcasts. No, you have to, you have to have a business plan whereby you, you spread out, you make it clear what you're going to be able to provide as a result of leaving this, leading this lifestyle, and tell you what I provide here is that I never forget to make the tuna uh, leftover tuna napolitana and put it in a bowl and put it in the car tomorrow morning uh, as reliable as clockwork to be used for wifey's uh, lunch tomorrow and tell you if I ever get that wrong I can tell you he won't hear this podcast for a while and oh no it'll all get shut down uh, just like your man Gordon Ramsay she'll come along and say shut it down shut it down you'll have none more of this uh, this, uh, this arrangement is no longer viable. I lunch, I lunch wasn't there when I looked on the car seat this morning. Uh, everybody's going to die now. We're all going to drop down. I uh, like that poem they used to teach us in nursery school. They'd say, "Ring a ring a posies, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue." We all fall down, which I later found out was about a plague that hit London. They were teaching this to children, and the falling down bit signified dying of a deadly disease that was spreading and that started with people sneezing hence, hence the tissue see that's the sort of crap you people who have children are teaching to your children and oh no the worst damage I can do to the next generation at the moment is tri- to trip over a cat in which case I'll give them all the veterinary attention they need I'll get the vet round here in no time if necessary uh, thankfully it hasn't got to that because I know how to manage uh, I know how to manage uh, living in the same world as a creature 20 times smaller to, to me uh, my house is the fraggle rock of the uh, of the uh, western world real world of humans uh, in fraggle rock uh, the, the Jim Henson uh, thing in the 1980s they had fraggles then they had much smaller creatures and then they had much larger creatures as well and they all lived together in harmony you'd never see a fraggle tri- tripping over one of those little builder fellas in the and you'd never see although I think I did see one of the joints tripping over the one of the fraggles but that was either intentional or somebody being evil uh, was, wasn't was a failure of systems at all no no I'm sure the joint considered it to be a failure of systems if the joint uh, if the joint in Fraggle Rock had his way he'd have eaten them all and then of course he'd have got food poisoning which is my mother nature teaches us don't eat them all uh, don't succumb to everything you want to eat. Uh, that's why uh, bad mushrooms don't smell good. That's why so that we don't eat them. Uh, Mother Nature has built this all. It's all 
all built in. Uh, it's not like that thing that the youngsters, ah, the youngsters watch nowadays. Pokemon, going to catch them all. Isn't that the song? That's the main theme tune of it. Pokemon. Pokemon. Going to catch them all. Not going to let them fall. Going to patch them. I don't know if they let them fall and then catch them and seize them. Is that considered uh, catching them? Or do you have to catch them as they fall? Because if, so, if I cause something to fall and then I pick them up, could I call that catching it? I don't think so. Uh, certainly not in both most ball games. If the ball drops on the ground and I go and grab it, I can't call that a catch. Uh, no, no, that's called uh, picking it up off the ground. The same logics apply to the English language as they do to the rules of sport. Uh, I don't know about Pokemon because I've never watched it. It's, from, uh, it's not really from my generation. It's, uh, well, I suppose the later, the older people of my generation may have grown up in it, but I certainly didn't. I remember being on and I remember avoiding it like the plague I thought oh Christ this god forsaken hellhole is coming on now uh, if I remember rightly it was on Sky 1 from uh, 4 to 5 I only turned over to Sky 1 around 10 to 5 because I was waiting for different strokes uh, followed by the facts of life uh, followed by some other crap at 6 followed by maybe the Simpsons or something I don't know uh, for a while there there were some great entertainment on the television for people of my age uh, but then uh, to my surprise the television didn't stop being entertaining but I stopped being of that age uh, my age moved on uh, it was like when uh, my age and the programming for my age were like strangers in the night passing each other on a boat and one boat was going that way and the other boat was going the other way and they couldn't just stop and that happened in real life once to my mother and our friend we were on a oh we were on a ferry crossing from Ireland to Liverpool on the east coast of England and our ships passed uh, she was coming over from Liverpool my mother's friend and my mother was on our ship uh, I was asleep I didn't witness it I'm told my mother was able to wave over at her and your one was able to wave back and a great night was had by oh that would have been the early 1980s and it still goes down in history as one of the most exciting things ever to happen to my family. Christ, I hope I wasn't made up, because that would be a bit depressing. I don't think it was, though. I don't think it was. Although uh, part of that trip seems a bit made up to me. One of those ferry trips used we used to make, I seem to remember my father uh, my father buying a couple of bottles of beer, and then a couple of bottles of Pepsi Cola, and using those as mixers for the beer. Uh, I have a plain, vague, plain memory of him doing that, and mixing them uh, but now that I think back on as an adult it doesn't sound right uh, so either uh, either maybe that's why my father died uh, you're quite young I don't know mixing Pepsi with because if you mix Pepsi with uh, isn't there a thing where if you mix Coca-Cola with farts or something it explodes the scientists are always going on about if you watch those people on the Mythbusters on the Discovery Channel uh, so maybe that's what caused my father to die of a heart condition about uh, what was it, 10 or 15 years after that? Suppose we'll never know now. We'll never know. Uh, anyway, on with the show. Two drafts walk into a bar. 
one of the drafts goes straight up to the bar counter. Uh, but he can't think of anything to say. Uh, so he has a look to his list of lister topics. Uh, the most latest of which was kindly sent in by Jerry from Southern California. And the fourth item of which reads, A giraffe can clean its ears with its 21-inch tongue. Uh, so the giraffe goes straight up to the bar counter, assuming he hasn't already. In fact, he probably did, but he had to turn his neck back to look at the book, which would have been a waist level. So it probably looked like he was abandoning the counter for a moment. For either way, no, he sticks his head back up there, uh, looks at the barman and says, Hello, uh, can I... Uh, then he forgets what he read, so he has to turn his neck back down and look at the book that's down at waist level. Uh, so the barman assumes he's left the bar. And then he looks back up and he says, Oh, I've got it now. Uh, and the bar says, I'm very sorry, sir, you'll have to wait. I'm serving this gentleman at the moment. Uh, so he looks over at the other gentleman and he says, I was just leaning over to read this thing here down at waist level. I'm a giraffe. I've got a long neck. And the other customer says, I agree with you. You have some neck, all right. You have some neck poking your head in here while I'm in the middle of ordering and claiming that because you were reading at some points, that makes you better than me and you should be served first. Would you go? way out with that with your crap and the giraffe says uh, no sir I didn't mean it like that at all you completely misunderstood me and the other customer says I didn't misunderstand anything at all I'll tell you why I understand and what I don't understand and if you don't like it you can go out to some other place where they serve the likes of you and put up with your uh, put up with your reading books why would the giraffe be reading a book anyway you could barely fit a giraffe on the book and the giraffe says I happen to disagree uh, the owner of this podcast in fact had a joke book as a child called something like the awful joke book or the haha bunk joke book or something that had a giraffe on the front uh, that stretched around to the back if you do it properly with these things and you do it clever you can have a wrap around book cover and have the giraffe's head at the front and its tail at the back and it works quite well I think you'll find uh, and the other man says, well, I'm done now, so you can go ahead. And the giraffe says, oh, thank you very much. And the barman says, hello, sir, what can I do for you? And the giraffe says, uh, I can clean my ears with my 21-inch long tongue, it says here. And uh, uh, the band behind the bar says, are you here to place an order or are you one of these students out looking for a summer job because uh, it's November? And the giraffe says, yes, but it's Australia. And the man behind the bar says, I suppose you have a point there, uh, but I need to come back with you by point at you by pointing out that you're a giraffe. And the giraffe says, I'm not unaware of being a giraffe. And the man behind the bar says, well, I suppose self-awareness is a good a good property when it comes to a potential temporary employer. Uh, have you got any, oh, have you got any references there? And the giraffe says, uh, the elephant man can vouch for me. Ho, 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 there's a little joke for you. And the barman says, fair enough, I take it you don't want to be taken seriously then. And the giraffe says, I'm a giraffe, I'm rarely taken seriously, why should anything change now? And the barman says, well, you've just blown your own one 
opportunity to be taken seriously because I was up for a laugh. Uh, although I suppose technically if I was doing it because I, I was up for a laugh, that means by definition that I'm not taking it seriously. But I was prepared to take it seriously for a while just for the laugh, just to see what happened, uh, which could have been to your benefit. And the giraffe says, well, thank you for your time anyway, sir. Can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, certainly, sir. You can have a pint of my finest Guinness. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm afraid somebody's already drunk. Uh, sorry about that, sir. Uh, will I do you up a fresh one? And the uh, giraffe says, yes, please. And the man says, I'll draw you up a fresh bollocks if you don't get out of here right now. What kind of establishment do you think? this is get your arse out of here and the giraffe says my arse is outside your front door it's just my neck here and the man says oh well in that case get your arse inside my front door i don't want uh people walking past my bar looking at a joint arse and think, thinking it's that kind of a place get your arse in here immediately and the giraffe gets his arse in here immediately and a foul stench fills the room and the man says, Christ, what have you been eating? And the giraffe says, Oh, I haven't been eating anything. I was drinking a pint of milk here off the table here while you were talking. And the man says, well, What am I supposed to do with that? And the giraffe says, Nothing, I've already consumed it. You can only wash the glass if you can get it off my hoof. It seems to have become trapped in it. And the man behind the bar says, uh, Where are we going with this story? And the giraffe says, I don't know. It's been going on nearly six minutes now. I think that's more than enough if you don't mind me saying saying so and the man behind the bar says I'm inclined to agree in fact I will agree in fact I agree right now let's not put this off another moment not only will I agree I agree right now uh, do you want me to sign somewhere and the giraffe says I don't think we have to sign to do that I think the narrator just has to stop speaking at some point remember we value the opinions of you the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Can you see me from where you're sitting? You probably can't. Uh, that means you need glasses. And what better way to get them than through the Into Your Head website, delivered straight from the Into Your Head website to your door, worldwide shipping. And the show makes a generous commission at no extra cost for to you. Just go to intoyourhead.com. Down the left, scroll on the prescription glasses, goggles for you, ad, and browse for your prescription eyewear uh, your contact lenses your glasses uh, your weird bifocals for freaks and all the rest of it and if you're one of the listeners who doesn't wear glasses uh, wear shoes instead because we have a new shoes affiliate now on the website just go to intoyourhead.com click on the shoes ad on the left and browse a wide variety of shoes for men and women of all shapes and sizes and sorts Uh, you can buy your shoes online through the Into Your Head website from a place in America free shipping, uh, easy return policy and all the rest of it and if you don't want to shop to my generous advertisers just leave a tip in the tip jar intoyourhead.com thank you for supporting the podcast Jewel Art Into Your Head Monkey Nuts
That's what they call them. They call them big steaming, shit-eating, piss-piling, uh, pilot episode publishing. Uh, we should have a pilot episode of this podcast at some point, maybe. Surely, for Christ, it's been going on for 682 episodes and we've never had a pilot episode. Although, technically, if I remember rightly, uh, I refer to the first six episodes, uh, numbers one through six, uh, most of which are no longer available. I refer to those as pilot episodes. Uh, but then I made a seventh episode that was just as bad as the first six. Uh, well, maybe that meant I ha- had 100% confidence in the quality of the first six, uh, which isn't true. Uh, maybe I thought I was improving on it. But, uh, we improved on it eventually. I consider the first 400 episodes of this podcast to be pilot episodes uh, for one thing uh, for one thing uh, what you putting one saying it's for one thing puts an awful lot of pressure on it I'd rather it be for 12 things uh, that's what Jesus did uh, Jesus said Jesus said I'm going to put all my powers into one person and then he said no people can be a bit crap and unreliable sometimes so I'll spread it among 12 people I'll have 12 disciples and then I'll confuse uh, Christian school kids the world over by sometimes calling them disciples and sometimes calling them the, the apostles and every second day in a little school somewhere in the corner of Ireland uh, some kid would stand up and say teacher what's the difference between an apostle and a disciple and uh, uh, oh, the teacher would look down and say read your bible and you'll find out and the kid would say but this is a children's version of the bible it just has pictures of cats uh, eating bread and the uh, non-alcoholic wine uh, they're not even allowed to have a glass of milk because cats aren't allowed to have milk uh, cats uh, cats are uh, what you call it alcohol allergenic or what's that thing where they can't drink that stuff that's in milk uh, they can't drink cats can't drink that stuff that's in milk and as a result of that they can't drink milk uh, and the teacher will say uh, well done but this is religion class half an hour a day we're supposed to devote to religion and i know religion uh, to you means cats but to a lot of other people i don't know that you mentioned it now that you mentioned it, a lot of the ancient uh, beliefs uh, in historical in the likes of the greeks would have joined cats running the skies and things wouldn't they didn't have, they have the god cactus or something something along those lines i don't know much about that because i'm a a Roman Catholic teacher, but I know about oh, just being some of that. Maybe we'll deal with that in history, will we? Uh, but let's stick for now to the disciples and the apostles. Uh, let's say there were six apostles and six disciples. Uh, now, uh, can anyone tell me which were which? And the class would all put their hands up. And the teacher would point at one of them. And one of them would say no. And then she'd point at another one. And he'd say no. And he'd point at another one. And he'd say no. Then she'd say well done children. It's time for your lunch break now. And everyone would go yay. And they'd all run out into the schoolyard. And eat our sandwiches. uh, Which was usually uh, tuna napolitana. But it was in a sandwich. And we had 
another tea, a lukewarm tea in a plastic and on glass containing roughneck flask with a cartoon character on it. And that's how we were taught religion in school in the early days in Ireland. I think we'll wrap up today's programme by uh, with a bit of a reading, a bit of a reading like they do in Mass. Back in the old days I used to go to Mass and they'd read stuff. Uh, the fellow would stand up anonymated a member of the clergygation would stand up at some point and say here's a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the somethings and then they'd have a little poem or something in between and then another fellow would read up would stand up and say here's a letter from St. Corinthian back to the Pauls and then they'd have another gap and stuff, prayer and stuff and then the priest would stand up and say well here's some real stuff from the gospel uh, that supersedes everything they just said and I'll I'll read it better than them too. Uh, well, here's a reading from uh, this morning's mail uh, from me. Well, from mail from the last few days. Uh, let's see. Uh, local property tax. Your guide to local property tax and how to pay and file. And that's from uh, Revenue. Cornogus Costaim Naharan. Uh, translation Irish Tax and Customs. And that came on Valentine's Day. Or it's dated Valentine's Day anyway. Isn't that lovely? Uh, let's see what it says. Uh, how can I pay? Uh, you can opt to pay your... Uh, this is depressing. This is a depressing load of crap for not reading that. I'm not having a reading of the freaking prop. You see, that's where we went wrong. Uh, those of us who tried to set up our own religions, uh, we had the wrong reading materials. These, the, these religions, they write their own books and have proper stuff in it. They have stuff about uh, death and tormentation and AIDS. And then they have stuff about uh, wine being magically turned into more wine, uh, bread and fishes being turned into more bread and fishes. Uh, they have Jesus coming back from the grave and a barely fresh in his grave and he digs himself up and then he ascends to the sky and he says feck that being buried I'm going to I'm going to go up and live in the sky now surely to Christ there should be some happy medium what about uh, for example uh, that thing where they burn you could he not have done that he could have been cremated and being spread around the lovely sky uh, not send your whole fucking body up into the sky that's a bit weird weird if you ask me although maybe it was meant as a metaphor a metaphor for what though uh, for still two thousand years on trying to figure out what the metaphor was for uh, then I would suggest it was a non-effective metaphor although maybe it was a metaphor for confusion in which case uh, I don't know I don't know how you make to think if you're going to set up a major religion you should make sure you plan it well uh, don't just come along with some Ambi pamby flimby flamby magic tricks and then have your son killed and then have the rest of the eternity devoted to people trying to figure out what the hell you mean uh, get put them on get out a list or something and say what you want to uh, if you start in any business you say how a business plan you say what do you want to achieve here uh, we want people we want to achieve people being good to each other and uh, we want to have an end to war in fact no beginning to war ever uh, uh, we want I don't know we want to we want at least a, a 3p 3% GPDP in the first five years whatever that means uh, then you go on they go on Dragon's Den on BBC2 and they make their proposals 
And someone says, oh, and uh, who's the business advisor here? Which of you two fellas are the businessman? Uh, well, I'm more of the father. I'm, I'm more of the Holy Ghost. And they'll say, by holy, has anyone ever seen, has anyone outside here seen Dragon's Men then, by the way? In Quebec, it's been, in case you're wondering, Dragon's Den is the thing that translates over to America as... Oh, what's that other thing? You know, the, the business thing. The, the would-be business people go on and they pitch their ideas to a panel of investors. Uh, you know, the thing. There's one called Dragon's Den Canada and then there's an American one with another name that has nothing to do with dragons. Hold on. I look out the name of the freaking American version for you now. Oh, hold on. Uh, Dragon's Den. America. Uh, Dragon's Den America, what's it called? Christ. Uh, ah, it's called, oh, Shark Tank. It's called Shark Tank over there. Because uh, apparently dragons weren't real enough for you. You had to call them Shark. Anyway, suffice to say, uh, stuff. Suffice to say, I think that's about it for today. I filled up the half hour. That's enough. Have to go and do stuff now. Have to go and do stuff. We have to all be sitting around here looking up the American name for dragons. De uh, shaggins. Oh, uh, what's it called? Not shaggins then. Uh, shark attack. No, shark something. Uh, shark something anyway. Something something sharks. Whoever it is. Uh, shark of the shark. Oh, Christ. Yeah, anyway, rewind if you didn't hear it. If you don't hear it, uh, suffice to say, this is the end of today's Into Your Head program.